Picard in the shotgun. He's really struggling tonight. 3 of 14, 28 yards, and 5 interceptions. Picard takes a snap, rolls to his right, feels some pressure, throws across his body like a dumbass, and it's picked off. It's Jones. Jones going to go all the way to the end zone. Touchdown. Picard misses him, and he throws his sixth interception of the game. This one, a pick six. You're listening to the Picard Pick Six Show on Apple and Spotify. Here's your host, Scott Picard. Episode 2 is presented by the Vookie app. If you're tired of sweating overs unders until the final seconds of the game and never winning, download the Vookie app and have more fun betting on sports today. With raffle prizes available every single day, compete for top raffle prizes against your friends and sail away without them on that trip you just won. Make sure to take your significant other, though, so you're out of the doghouse. Better than being in the doghouse for paying your bookie in September's rent. Download Bookie today in the Apple Store. Bet sports, win raffles, 100% risk-free. Brought in the Husker, Nebraska Cornhusker, super fan from Scottsdale, Arizona. Also, my buddy who I'll be going to a bachelor party in Vegas for. Absolutely. Alec Byersdorf. Thank you. Thank you. The crowd is losing their mind right now. Yeah, they couldn't be any more excited. <laughs> uh, week two, or actually say we, episode two, week zero of college football. We have, let's just say, I don't know why they call it week zero. There's nothing more exciting than week zero. Week zero. F- five games of absolute dog shit teams. Watch your mouth. <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing some gear right now. I get the, the Nebraska Cornhuskers because that's probably the, that's a primetime game. Game of the week. Game of the week. Might be the only time I can say that this year about Nebraska football, <laughs> yeah. but we are game Last of the week. Last year, didn't, we, didn't they start 3-1, and one and they're going to play, or 4-1, and one, they're going to play Ohio State. We went to Whiskey Row. Uh, two years ago. Two, two years two, ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, two years ago. We went to Whiskey Row. College game day in Lincoln. Yep, and they just, we almost went to the game. Yeah. Thank God we didn't. That was, They got absolutely pummeled. Ah, shit the bed. Yep. But we'll, we'll get into it. We might as well. I brought you on because you know more about Nebraska football than any reading I could do. We have Nebraska versus Illinois in Illinois. Nebraska game, game was supposed to be in Ireland, though. It was. Adversity early in the season. It's supposed to be a neutral site, so Nebraska has to go to Illinois. Um, minus seven, over under 55. What I do know is last year, Illinois had two wins, and one was against Nebraska. Uh, I think that game, you know, there's outliers. That happened to be an outlier. Uh, I'm not sure if you recall. The first play of the game was a lateral by former Nebraska quarterback Luke McCaffrey that uh, they thought was a forward pass. Replay showed forward pass, but the Big Ten had it out for Nebraska right. last year. I, so. I doubt they had it out for Nebraska. That it, it, it was five turnovers. Is, right. You're not going to win any Well, games. so we get into it. Like, I. I you can tell me what you think. I'm going to give you my thoughts on Nebraska, and you can either agree or, or let me know. Um, obviously, last year they, they passed for like 190 yards a game, ran for 217. So, like, decently balanced, but not a great passing attack. Obviously, they're returning Adrian Martinez, who came in with like a lot of hype coming up, especially with Scott Frost yeah. and who's in his fourth season. So, he's got his whole on recruiting classes here. Um, he's got Adrian Martinez, the quarterback. Uh, first off, do you think he turns it around? Uh, I think this might be the year of uh, of Adrian Martinez. Last year, had Luke McCaffrey, obviously younger brother of Christian McCaffrey, a lot of hype behind him. I think he just played scared. Played scared early in the season, knew he had Luke behind him. They split time. Luke transferred to Louisville. Didn't He transferred two practices later, went to Rice. I mean, 
he went to Rice University, couldn't have been a great quarterback. So here we are with we're stuck with Adrian. He's our, our he's our, our pride and joy now. Especially his freshman year, he came up with a lot of hype. Yeah. Especially with Scott Frost coming, and then year two he struggled. And I think with having the McCaffrey brother behind him and how successful Christian is and, and the other McCaffrey at uh, Michigan, yeah. was it? Um, they, I think people were had a short, shorter leash for yeah. Adrian. So hopefully he comes back with confidence. Their defense, uh, their defense gave up, I think it was like 380 yards a game. Their offense, they're very close. They're, the defense gave up basically uh, less pass yards but more rushing yards. They're returning... A lot of defensive players yeah. this year. Super duper seniors this year. Yeah, super duper. COVID. Here's the thing, though. I don't know what I'm. Uh, college football is returning more seniors, more returning starters than any history. Usually, it's like sixty percent. This is the last podcast. It's like seventy-five. Yeah. So everyone's returning players. So if you you just stink last year and everyone's returning players, you're just gonna stink again, probably. Yeah, just so, older. So, but uh, what I will say is that their 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 fall was. I noticed they averaged two and a half turnovers a game, two point three turnovers a game, yeah. and they only. <clears throat> Got point nine, less than a turnover game. So you're giving another team basically a possession and a half a game, that point differential. So I think this comes down to can Adrian Martinez take the next step and can they hold on to the football? Absolutely. I, I, you know, it's a tale as old as time. You know, I think uh, that's that's Nebraska's Achilles heel. They, especially since Scott Frost has come on board. Um, you know, Scott Frost was an elite quarterback in 1997, and uh, Nebraska was elite in. 1997 but it was effective back then but it takes the right guy um i think i think adrian martinez he plays a little bit more comfortable because he knows his job is secure i mean it's it's ride or die with him this year there's there's you know we have we have backup uh, smothers I, I i don't see him seeing the field unless martinez gets hurt which was another thing that's plagued his career as well um dating back to high school but i think overall it comes down their success comes down to winning the turnover battle like you mentioned uh, Illinois game last year, they were minus five. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're not going to win, win games with five turnovers. I will say this, going on the Illinois side, they were fucking terrible last year. They had they gave up 35 points a game. They Teams ran uh, all 230 yards, people ran all over them. The one thing they did do is they, did, like, they didn't have as many turnovers and they got a lot of turnovers. So they, they controlled the ball, I'll say, but they have a new coach, Brett Bielema, who I think is just going to run the ball 1,000 times. All day. He's just going to pound it a billion times out there. So, with that being said, I love the under. I I would agree. I think the under is a solid play here. Um, I, You know, I look back at last year. If, if Nebraska turns the ball over five times, the over's hitting easy because <laughs> Illinois is going to score 41 points. Nebraska will get 24, and they'll lose by 17 again. But yeah. the clock's going to be rolling. And... and I did the point because there's no point totals out for each team. But if you just do the over under minus a seven, you can kind of figure it out. So I have it as Nebraska 31, Illinois 24. I know Illinois give up 35 points a game. I I don't, I think they're just going to run the ball a thousand. I don't see Illinois scoring 24. So like I would lean, I guess, thinking the under is going to hit or minus seven Nebraska. Because I just don't see Illinois, you know, score more than 24 points. I see them just, it's just going to be a clock game. Three, yeah. Three runs in a cloud of dust. Bielema wants to pound it, wants to play like through the middle on defense, offense. I, that's what I kind of see happening. But I mean, it's the first game. It's of the first year. game of the year. I think, um, you know, I, to the point earlier, everyone's returning 
whoever wanted to come back. There yeah. was no there is there's no one kicking you out. The You're door. getting drafted, or you transferred because someone else was coming to take your spot, or you were bad enough that you knew your football career was over. Yeah, yeah so, so there was really no in between. Um, I think. <laughs> You know, last year at the stat, I think Illinois ran for 270 yards in that game, um, and that was with Lovey Smith. You, you throw Brett in the mix, they're they, going to try to run for 500. Yeah, they have to. They have to. If Nebraska is not prepared to stop the run this game, then like Scott Frost just loses his job. I think to that point, I think this is the biggest game of Scott Frost's career at Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, there's no shot he wins seven. I think they're over under six or seven this year, and there's no way he wins that. He does he, not hit he, he seven. seven if they lose this game. Absolutely. So. Uh, I completely agree. I think um, I think it's interesting. You know, you start with that conference game. It was supposed to be kind of a phony game overseas, but here it is. It's a meaningful, you know, road away game here and early in the season in Champaign, Illinois. Yeah, so what, I guess Nebraska, if you had a pick, Nebraska seven. I, you know, obviously I'm a homer. I'm, I'm going to ride Nebraska 7. I do think the difference is Adrian Martinez had an incredible rookie year because he had the safety blanket of Stanley Morgan Jr. Six foot three wide receiver that if he got in trouble, he threw the ball up and he came down with it. Last two years, he was thrown to two great receivers in Wandell Robinson and J.D. Spielman, who were all at 5'7". It's, it's not the same. Uh, this year, they've got a, a Montana transfer and uh, Samurai Ture, who set records at Montana. He's about 6'3". Okay. And then they have Juco transfer who was out last year to injury Omar Manning. I, th- I think that they actually, for once, can stretch the field deep. I don't think Martinez will overthrow him because he's got guys that are six inches taller than in the past. I think if you're uh, if you're looking for a bold pick, I think Nebraska minus seven is going to hit. I think that they, if they win the turnover battle, big if, as all Nebraska fans would know, um, I think they, they win – they win by double digits, but it comes down to if they win the turnover battle or not. All right. Well, moving on to, I think, the most highly touted game in the history, the defending national champions, the undefeated UConn Huskies. Wow. Versus Fresno State. Self-proclaimed national champs. They didn't lose a game last year, so they're undefeated. Um, Fresno State minus 27.5 over under 62.5. All right, here's what we have. Fresno State's offense just slings the ball around. 357 yards a game. They run for another 123. Um, the, the defense does give up a lot of rushing yards, um, but UConn hasn't, didn't play last year. So that's the biggest key is they did not play last year. They haven't played a game in like 300-something days. And when they played the last time, I think they had, it was either the last time they played or two years before, they had statistically the worst defense in college football history. And I think the stat is they haven't played in like 600 days. They haven't played since fall of yeah. So yeah, so technically yeah, because they went like oh in like twelve the year before. So they, they they've it's been two years since they play. The only bright spot they have is a kid Kyle Mensa is their quarterback and he's a running dual threat quarterback. Everyone else is like they're everyone else is stinks on the team. The defense is awful. Their defensive backs have a total of five. Com, their four defensive backs have a total of five combined starts. Hmm. against a team that just slings the ball around the field. It's not looking good for UConn, I would I, say. I think, you know, you look at UConn, they, they returned their coach. Uh, That's the only Rand, person. Randy Edsel. He did lead him to a BCS game. Fiesta Bowl. Yep. He, he, he hit the road, hightailed it yeah. out of there, got demoted back to the UConn head coach. I think he's lost the locker room already. He's, he was saying some dumb things. If you, if you 
are a college athlete and you have the opportunity, COVID or not, to play college football and your coach goes, you know what, we're sitting out this year. How do you how do you play for him? Yeah, they, they probably lost a lot of people because of that. I, I also think that was like more of a UConn that came down from like the uppers of UConn wanted to be like the first. They were trying to get ahead of it and it kind of backfired. I think it was more coming from um, the administration. That's tough. But yeah, they, are, they stink. Um, they're not good. It's a lot of points. The score has to be Fresno State 45, 17 and a half. So if UConn scores 17, there's a chance they cover. Here's the one thing though. UConn had a mascot die. No. Yeah, they had a retired mascot. Dog died two weeks ago. Now, I don't know. Usually, I'm always a mascot or a player or something like a, a former coach passes yeah. away. I will bet on that team. If something happens, I will bet on the team every time, especially a dead mascot game. The only thing is, this mascot was retired years ago and just passed away. Do the players know? Uh, they they said UConn set it out like they had so the players know so now do I think the players actually care about a retired dead mascot it'd be like if a retired like former player that was like 75 died like do they would they care you know no probably not but that's the only thing that made me think well maybe maybe they're playing for something here I I have no I have no feel in this game because UConn hasn't played in two years but it is like four touchdowns. It's like, how bad can you be? But I, then there's so know, I think you look back, you know, just a, a couple, you know, stats that don't matter. Um, Fresno State sacked, sacked the opposing quarterback 11% of the time last year. Pretty high percentage when you think you about it. going to run the ball a lot, I think. So I, 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 think, I, I think their defense, like, give me like two stops on defense and just have the Mensa run the ball up the middle 700 times. I think for, we see... Derek Carr, Devontae Adams connections out of this this current team on uh, Fresno it, State. I mean, UConn, they're the worst, they got to be the worst team in, in college football. I guess if I were betting, I wouldn't take, I don't know if I'd take the spread or not. I, if, I did see if, a first the, half line. I don't know how official this was, a 15. That might be the play because it's 20. It's 27 and a half. Over, I, by the way, math, it said Fresno State should be like 44 points as a team total. 45. I, I, if I were to play Do we see a 50 burger? Yeah, Week zero. I, I would love to see that. I think Fresno State, like I would take maybe the team total over 45, just in case UConn does come out and like score a lot or something. But I, I see that happening. I, they're just going to they're just throw for 400 yards against this defense. I, I don't see them stopping. Um, the only thing I see stopping Fresno State from scoring enough points to cover is if they pull their starters yeah. and UConn backdoor covers. I just yeah, – Up 35. I, I just – I don't know if I see it. I see maybe they're up – you're up four touchdowns, you know, missed or up five touchdowns with a missed PAT, and they give up a bat last second, uh, yeah, last second touchdown. I, I just don't see you. I guess having if the any first fight. half spread is, I'm probably gonna stay away from this game. Um, but then once the game starts, I'll probably bet it, but it won't be probably part of my pick six. Uh, you, I could see like I'd like the first half. If it is minus 15, I would take them up to two scores. Like it'd be, it could be 21 nothing in a minute. So I would take that's what I would leave. If, if it is, I'm I leaving would say, first half if that's the line. I would say. I would probably go up to 16. Anything over 16, I'd probably stay away from for first half. Yeah. 16 and under, I would take a first half bet. Uh, we, we transition into the, uh, I think, my favorite game. Great color scheme. UCLA-Hawaii. In UCLA. It was 17. It's now minus 18 UCLA when I checked right before coming here. Over-under went from 60 and a half to 68. So here's what I love about this game. Chaz and I talked about this before. I think Chip Kelly is the best coach in, 
statistically and on paper, the best coach in the Pac-12. I don't think there's a better coach than him. He's got the well, resume a, better. We have ourselves the first hot take of week zero. No, I think he's, resume-wise, there's no one has a better resume than him. Oh, resume. Yeah, yeah and like he actually produced. Everyone gets over the NFL. They judge him based on that. When he's yeah. in college, yeah. when, from UNH to Oregon, and just let, yeah. like, he's, he's killed it. Here's what I'll say. UCLA has their quarterback returning. DT Arguably the best, the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Him, Jaden Daniels. JT Daniels. JT Daniels. Oh, oh, slow. Not JT Daniels. Uh, uh, oh, Kelvin. Uh, sl- uh, Sloan. Whatever is uh, from USC. USC. John Blake. What, what, though he's, I'm not sold on him. Um, and then Anthony Brown with the transfer from Boston College two years ago. That's at Oregon. No, I mean, uh, and he, he split time last year. So, I mean, arguably, DTR, could, you can make a case he's yeah. the best quarterback. They're returning every offensive lineman. They're returning their wide receivers, which probably their best wide receivers that they've had in a long time. They, now, they ra- graduated the running backs. But I believe with Chip Kelly's offense, like it's just if you have speed at running back, you don't really have to be like a great. So if you don't have to be a great running back, yeah. If they he recruits speed. If these guys are fast and they can move, if he now if he has like even he had Garrett Blunt, Oregon, they still dominated. Um, but he, I mean, that the running backs, team. I feel like replace they return a lot on offense. Yeah. And I know we say this, but it's more than the the seventy four percent. They return everyone basically, yeah. um, and their defense is returning. All seven linebackers, defensive backs. Now, we're talking about a terrible defense, though. Terrible defense. That's Chip but Kelly defense. Two, two of the uh, cornerbacks might be vying for Pac-12, like, first team. So, the, their quarterbacks are. So now, that's the thing that scares me. Chip Kelly could be. His defense are notoriously not that great. But, again, it's against Hawaii. I don't know if there's such thing as a week zero trap game, but this might be a week zero trap game. I- they're looking for LSU week one. I, I is honestly, I don't think, I don't think they are. I think this is like, if I'm Coach Chip Kelly, I'm saying, guys, DTR, this is this game. You pat your stats, you put up 400 yards, rushing and passing. We we blow them out. We go to LSU and we beat them. And guess what they're saying? LSU, DTR, two big games. Could this guy win the Heisman? Yeah. That's what I'm selling him. But you have you have to ball out against you Hawaii. And so I, that's what I'm thinking. Um, my, was, my only concerns is you do have a Hawaii team led by Todd Graham, f- familiar four. with the Pac-12. Yep. Right? Um, you do have a, a returning quarterback. Their defense last year ended the season looking pretty strong. When you think Hawaii, you think like Colt Brennan, RIP, Timothy Chang, who those guys put the world on fire. Offense, this team is actually a defense-run team. Not an offense, which is Absolutely. which is different. But you, uh, I'll say this: UCLA lost by one to Stanford, five to 15th ranked USC at the time, and three to Oregon. And they put up like thir- they put up 48, like 40 th- or 38 and 35. So they put up points. So I, and I think their defense is better. And Hawaii's offense isn't as good. I, if I were betting, I would lean That's UCLA and and the under 68 a lot. I think I think I don't think. Hawaii's offense is as great. I don't. I think UCLA's defense is gr- good. I also think Chip Kelly runs the ball a little more with DTR than he used to throw it. I think they run the ball a lot more. I don't think he has like Lamichael James in the backfield that can just rip one off for seventy yards every single time. So or DeAnthony Thomas. I I just lead. I think it's like a a forty five seventeen game. 
See, I uh, I think this is going to be a high scoring. I, I agree. I think Chip Kelly's offense is going to put up points. But I also see a Chip Kelly leading a team, even in a blowout, three-score game, fourth quarter, four-score game, fourth quarter. You do have to look forward to LSU. you got to get away healthy. you got to get away with a, a double-digit win, which they'll do. I just think Hawaii's offense is good enough to backdoor cover. But at the end of the day, they are trying so to – they are trying to, I think, you got to compete for the conference. You know, they're, they're going up, they have a couple of tough games. You know, look at San Jose State this year. They have a couple of good teams in the conference. But if they could build on that, I, I could see them being down 24 late in the fourth quarter. So, Third stringers in UCLA, backdoor cover, two minutes to go. Lose by 17. You heard it here first. Yeah, I, I just. I think the game's closer than we think. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. I think people are. I think a lot, even though the spread says 17, 18, I think a lot of people are talking about, like, oh, Hawaii could give them the fit, keep it close, keep it this. Uh, everything I've kind of read to, which gets me nervous about betting the under, is like everyone's on the under, which gets me a little nervous that everyone thinks we're, too, we're, we're all too smart for each other. But I just, I, I just don't think Hawaii's as good as everyone that's trying to hype this game up a little bit is. And I just, I, I am a big Chip Kelly. I'm a big T, DTR guy. I think UCLA is actually a lot better than they've shown in the last few years. Now they could start the year, they could lose this game. They could be, you know, five and seven. I could just be wrong, and Chip Kelly could be on the tri- a hot, hot seat. Yes, but I just do trust that. Like this is what this is kind of my thought on them i just really like him i could be biased because i've always like liked chip kelly and, and we did unh to, to oregon but i, I think do, they turn around. i do think if if ucla covers i think the over hits i do think they i could see them putting up 49 points 56 points and i i don't think hawaii has a problem putting up three scores especially late in the game if they cover i think the over hits i could see it easily hitting in so the you're 70s. saying it's it's ucla in the over or it's hawaii in the under absolutely well, I have the opposite of that. I have forty-five seventeen. <laughs> we uh, we're going to do the next game. We got uh, some another team that hasn't played: New Mexico State versus UTEP, University of Texas El Paso. Minus nine, it moved up to minus nine and a half. Over under fifty-six and a half. I was in El Paso for Week One game last year. My uh, fiance was in clinical rotations, El Paso. The place was a ghost town. I tried, I'm like, this is the only game on early in the season. You know, there's gonna be people at the bar you'd think. Nobody. I had to turn, ask him to turn the game on. All right, here's what I'll say UTEP is no powerhouse, and I'm not making a bet. They're not like a West Texas small conference power team. I'm slowly making this bet. Because of how bad New Mexico State is. Oh, 1,000%. This is not a, oh, I think UTEP. This is, New Mexico State did not play last year. Another team. They played in the spring. In a year. They, they played they, in the spring. Or, or, I, got, I got more, yeah. In a year where they were supposed to return all players, or a year when they were supposed to return, or high, the highest amount of returning players at 74%, they returned two. They lost two. Tarleton State by 26 points. They gave up 45 points. To Tarleton State. Where is Tarleton? I don't know, but it, uh, U, uh, Southern Utah, I think, played them too and lost by like five or ten, whatever. Um, and then they, they were down 16 to Dixie State. I think Dixie State's like a fucking hockey They're, school or something. I feel like that'd be a hockey school. Absolutely. Dixie State. Baseball school. Yeah. They were down 16 points. They had to come back in the fourth quarter. They returned two people. That team, 
That team, this team is bad. Bad. I, I think, you, you know, back to your point, I am not a UTEP. I'm not, I don't think they win six games. I do think that they're a formidable opponent early in the season. Didn't they come here? No, it was UT. They, but they did lose to University of Texas last year, 59-3, to and I still think they beat the crap. Yeah. Out of New Mexico I'm, State. I'm 100% taking UTEP. This this spread says UTEP 33. Like, if you had to take the points based on it, it's UTEP 33 team points. New Mexico State team total 23 and a half. Um, again, these team totals are not accurate. It's me just doing the math based on what it is. So if you hear me say these team totals of UTEP 33 and based on the spread and the over-under, and you see, like, UTEP minus, like, you see their team total 26, I would probably take the over. I saw I saw a UTEP team total over-under set at 31 and a half, and I would have taken it if it was 40. Yeah, I... I, this New Mexico State team is bad, man. Like they just, there's no one you know. There's no transfer. You know, nothing. you know, there's no hope for your program when you return a ninth year coach and they've won a combined like three games over the last four years. What? That that's when you know you've just you're just putting a guy out there in a collared shirt and saying, "Hey, do your best." You, yeah. You, you just don't have a hope to turn that program around. I'm I'm UTEP. I'm betting UTEP. I'm gonna be the biggest UTEP fan. UTEP minus nine, UTEP minus 11. It could get up to 14. I'm taking UTEP. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, and we move to the last game on the docket. Southern Utah University versus San Jose State University. And before we do that, I'm doing a giveaway, Alex. What are we, what are we giving away? Southern Utah University plays ASU on Thursday night. Did you know that? I, Next Thursday. I, I didn't First even know game Southern for ASU. Utah had a football team. If you... Looking at you, follow Picard or Picard Pick Six podcast. Tag a friend for every tag you get. You get an entry and you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I will personally buy you and a friend a ticket to the game, out of my own pocket. Timeout, timeout. You are guaranteed. That's not that's a raffle though. You're not guaranteeing nope. everybody that follows you and tags a friend. No, I will give one one person person okay. and a friend of their okay. choice. So I'll give him two tickets. All right, you have to a how high up? And there, is there a high seat to ASU? There's like 32 fans that have to go there. Facts. You could buy a you could buy a bleacher seat, probably walk down on the field like third quarter. You're not wrong. And you actually might play in the fourth quarter against SUU. You, you might, might get actually, to play for SUU. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, foul Picard pick six on Instagram. Tag a friend or two or three or four doesn't matter. Write and leave a review. I'll buy. You and a friend, if you win the raffle, a ticket to the game. If, hear me out, if you don't live in Arizona, say you live in Boston, I'll buy you tickets to the Boston College game. I forget who they play first. It could be like Holy Cross or Colgate or whatever. I'll buy you there. If you live in Arizona or if you live in New Jersey, I'll buy you Rutgers football. I'm just basically buying tickets to any team I took the over on. What about Tuscaloosa, Alabama, if we have a follower there? Oh, uh, well, the first game is not, it's, it's a neutral site, so I can't. Ah. I'll have to look at that. So this will be week one. They're in a neutral site against Miami. So you let me know where you win, where you live. I will buy you and a friend two tickets. You know what? I'm, I'm feeling generous today. I will also, for that winner, I will sponsor a four-pack of high noons. Okay. We'll get you, you get four high noons to go to the game. The tailgate party's the tailgate on tailgate Alec. tailgate party on Alec. Two tickets. There you go. So speaking of Southern Utah University, the Thunderbirds. You what know what, city you want, are they in? You, I don't know, but you want to know when I moved out here, I drove through and I saw it. Football field, very small. So that's what I have. We have against San Jose, the defending 
Mountain West champions. Absolutely. They're minus 22, over-unders 26. San, uh, San Jose State returns Nick Starkle, who used to be a Texas A&M guy. Um, there's a big game future. I'm going to be betting on this game no matter what. We have, you ever hear the story with Nick Starkle and uh, Tate Martell? No, but remember, you're remember me. Tate Martell? He yeah. was a five-star recruit. UNLV now? Yeah, he's at UNLV now. He transferred to Ohio State. He committed to Texas A&M, and someone slid into his DMs. It was like, but why would you go there? They have Nick Starkle. And he goes, Nick Starkle sucks in the DMs that he got put on Instagram. So he was like, oh, he's going there. He ended up going to Ohio State instead. And then he transferred to Miami, to Miami transferred here. And guess who plays for San Jose State? Guess who plays for UNLV? What week? Uh, I think it's like week four or five. But it is, it is in October. I think it's in UNLV. We might I be going to Vegas. Vegas. Uh, this is the game that I've been looking the, for. That this is, is a marquee U- matchup. This is the re- top-ranked quarterbacks you this is stink. The, this is the transfer portal Super Bowl. This is the transfer portal five-star you stink bowl. Absolutely. So I will be going to that game. Um, but Nick Starkle threw for like 350 yards a game. Uh, threw for 300 yards a game. Um, I mean, I, I what's the spread there? 23? 20, it's minus 22 and over under 56. They scored 30 points five times out of eight games last year. Their defense only, and they returned everyone on defense. Their defense only gave up 24 points one time the ball state in the Arizona Bowl. Yeah, like, now the Barstool Bowl. Now ball. the Barstool Bowl. There was no pride taken in that game last year. I think San Jose State, I do think they're missing their 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 top two wide receivers are gone. Everyone else is uh, back. But other we, than that. When you're the best quarterback, though, like plug and play wide receivers, if they're just going to be better than. I mean, they, they weren't, let's not, they, by no means were they all American wide receivers either. I yeah. mean, you're. You're plugging and playing. You're putting You're up 35 points a, a game. You're replacing a 79 overall receiver with like yeah. a 73. I, not really that much. And not even to the point of San Jose State's. I mean, we're looking at the, the formidable opponent here. I just don't see them putting up two scores. They have a returning quarterback. I think it's good. A good defensive player. And I was reading they have a transfer from Oregon. That's a wide receiver. But like... If you're transferred from Oregon to SU, you must have, like, really, really, like... Messed up. Yeah, not as great as, like, people think. Or you went blind. Uh, they're just not... They were 1-5 in, in Division I AA last year. The only thing going for them is they played, like, later in the season. So, like, they played games, like, six months ago. So, maybe they've just played recently, and that's the only thing they have. But I'm taking... San Jose is coming off the uh, Mountain West Championship. They're... They were ranked. They're ranked very. They were seven zero to start the year. Um, they, I think they got a bad bull, even though they lost to Ball State. So who, you know, maybe it wasn't but there's so still bad. bull motivation at the end of yeah. the day. I, I throw that game as a scrap. Can we talk about their coach? San Jose State used to be in a lock for two, three years ago. They were over under win total was a half, and they hit the under. They were like zero and twelve. The, this coach deserves all the money in the world. Well, I mean, where do you think he goes? I mean, we have a couple coaches on the hot seat week zero already. There's if. Frost loses, he's gone. If Kelly loses, if Kelly Kelly. doesn't go seven and five, I don't know how he returns. Frost, Uh, the inevitable. You got to ride with him. Are you going to get much better than him out there? Exactly my point. I I think you ride with him at least another year. But you know, if you're looking for a coach that's provided a a a team's turnaround as quickly, even it doesn't matter who your team is, that's impressive. If you're San Jose State, right, and you have another good year, if you're like Oregon State or you know, Washington State just got a coach for two years. If you're Cal, like, why not call him up? Like, if you can win at San Jose State, like, you can win anywhere. 100%. So, um, what do you, I'm, I'm taking, I'm staying away from the over-under because I, I think San Jose State could put up 1,000 points. They might cover it themselves. I just don't know what I Southern, Utah Southern Utah does. I scoring six points. Yeah, so I'm just taking minus 22 is kind of be my pick. I think that's a safe bet. All right, so we can get into the picks here. Alex, what are your, uh, you, how many picks you got? 
I'm, it's the pick six. All right, he's the one with six. First uh, guess, first pick. First, you know, first first pick. My lock of the week is UTEP minus nine and a half, nine, ten. Doesn't matter. Lock it in. If it moves, take it. Assuming this doesn't go to a three score game, take UTEP. Um, I'm also taking the UTEP team total. I did see the team total uh, over under set at 31 and a half. Take the over for UTEP team total. Again, this is nothing to do with UTEP football in my confidence in them. It's just my <laughs> lack of confidence in, in the ability of the, the New Mexico State Aggies. Um, I am locking in Fresno State first half, uh, giving the points. I believe I saw it at 15. As long as it doesn't creep north of 16, I take Fresno State first half. I'm taking San Jose State, giving the points as well. Uh, I believe 22. I'm taking Hawaii and the 18 points. I'm also going with my my game of the week. Uh, I'm taking Nebraska and I'm taking I'm taking minus seven. I think I think the public's going to be pretty heavy on Illinois. Um, I I think Scott Frost knows the importance of this game. I I know it's it's Nebraska versus Illinois, and if I would have told you 20 years ago that this was a huge game for a coaching a, a Nebraska head coach's future. I would I would have laughed at myself, but I think you look at this is. I don't know if they make a bowl if they don't win this game. Yeah, uh, you know they have a chance, you know, to go three and zero. Then they face Oklahoma, so that's gonna be a buzzsaw. But you know they do have a top five toughest schedule in NCAA. But if they don't win this game, I don't see how they can make a bowl. Um, Six. That's six, six right there. Yeah, we got UTEP minus nine and a half. Team total UTEP 31 and a half. Fresno State first half minus 15. San Jose State minus 22. Hawaii plus 18. Nebraska minus seven. That's it. That's Alec pick six. I, I'll tell you this. I had to change one because I was all week. I was like, you know, UConn 27 and a half. That's a lot of points like from the Northeast. But I got to take out like thoughts like that. And I, I, when we were talking, I talked myself out of that team is so bad. And basically what I said about New Mexico State, I said about UConn. So I, I took away UConn. I'm on Nebraska minus seven. I'm on the Nebraska-Illinois under 55. I'm a little different than you. I have UCLA minus 18. I think that game could go either way. Yep. And I have the UCLA under 68. So um, if, if UCLA scores... I just think if it's under 68, I probably lose the bet. I think that UCLA, unless they win like 45 to 7, I just think that UCLA is going to put up a, a big spot. So that's what I'm hoping. I understand the backdoor cover. I'm with you on the UTEP minus 9.5 in San Jose State minus 22.5. There's my pick six. Remember, follow on Instagram, tag a friend, leave a review, get two tickets to whatever, wherever you live, that home football team. If you live in the middle of nowhere and you got a Division three football team, I will buy you tickets to the division. I'll buy you season tickets to a division three Mount union. I'll buy you season tickets to the mountain union. Team. Mountain Union's good. I mean, I would take them. <laughs> I would take them. I, over I, would New Mexico State. I would be more confident in Mount union than New Mexico state or Yukon this upcoming weekend. Yes. Mount union is a powerhouse. So if you live near Mount union, you are blessed. Yeah. You at least don't live in Las Cruces. I have more fans too. 1000%. There you have it. Thanks for listening.